Hello and welcome to Walking Hole with Jiba Torado. This is episode number five of season two and it is titled 30 and Thriving. It's been a long time since I did a podcast. There has been so much that has happened in the month of March with um, losing people in the family and just being able to walk alongside with some of my friends um, who have just been going through some difficult seasons and I have just not been able to make the time to record a podcast. But I turned 30 this year on April 9th and it was a great birthday. Two years ago, before COVID, I had really hoped to celebrate 30 on an island somewhere and um, unfortunately, because I couldn't travel, um, not because of fear of the virus, just because I didn't prepare. Um, I just was home. It was too late for me to execute anything last minute. Nonetheless, I got to enjoy the day with people I love. And for the first time since I was seven or eight, I actually enjoyed my birthday. Um, You see, becoming an orphan of both parents at age seven or eight, about 21 years ago, changed everything for me with birthdays. Some birthdays were celebrated and some birthdays were not. I grew up not really expecting anything as I genuinely cried every birthday because my only wish was to have my biological parents back. And I still miss them to this day. And you know, whatever version um, an eight-year-old and, an, and a nine-year-old has the capacity to hold on to in memory, that's what I have with my parents. And one thing I knew for sure and I remember for sure is that my parents went all out for birthdays. So you can only imagine now you know, just being traumatized that um, after their death, that's not the reality. My parents would have parties and we would invite so many people and it was music and food. And um, so not having those things was just really difficult, but thank God for healing. And interesting enough, 30 for me felt really different. I woke up that morning with my gratitude tank on like 200%. I couldn't believe I was thanking God for areas in my life that I honestly felt like he had made a mistake in. You talk about pride. I mean, I just confessed, you know, to the Lord and repented and went on with my day, you know, concerning the festivities. And one item on my to-do list on my birthday was to take my little sister to the doctors and as I got in the car she asked me so Jiba any pearl of wisdom after 30 years of life (laughs) it feels like something you would totally ask someone who was so much older than me but you know sometimes people do um, die you know at 30 or 20 and there are definitely lessons that you have learned along the way and so I thought for a few seconds and I blurred out uh, something like you know don't rush each step Um, you know while it's exciting to grow up you know enjoying each year is important and we want to 
you know, be cautious to not always rush to the next season. And, um, and she just kind of smiled and we went about our day, but I guess the question lingered in my heart, you know, what, what pearl of wisdom have I learned in the last 30 years? And it wouldn't be me if I didn't go ahead and give 30 pearls in honor of 30. And since I didn't want to just list them, I kind of broke them down into categories based on the different hats that I wear. And so one of the things about this podcast is that I talk about the ebbs and flow of being an educator, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a friend, you know, a mother, a Christian, an author. Sometimes I've talked about that, but um, and a person who works out or an athlete. And so I kind of figured I would give three, um, three pearls that I've learned in different categories. So three things that I have learned from being a daughter, parents can be wrong. And that is so hard because a lot of times parents don't talk about that, but parents can be wrong. And as a parent now, I am totally wrong sometimes and I have to apologize to my kids. Um, Number two, parents don't know everything, but they will use what they know to parent you um, to the best of their ability. And sometimes their best of their ability is not the right way, but that's what they do. And um, number three, parents are called to protect you and as someone who is an orphan, when they are gone, no matter how old you are, it stings. Um, I know of people who have struggled even when they didn't have a relationship with their parents because it's just hard. Three things that I've learned as a sister. Siblings are God's way of helping you test out humanity in a bubble. <laughs> if you can't figure out how to have a relationship with your siblings, like, I don't know, making out in, making it out in the real world may just be hard. Number two, connecting on more than just your DNA is what makes a great relationship. Number three, um, you aren't your sibling's parent, especially if you're like the older sibling, right? Like you have to remember, even though you can influence and guide them um, or even care for them, like that does not equate to you having parental rights. And for me as an older sister, I remember that that's a lesson that I had to learn with my younger siblings. Some things that I have learned as a friend, no new friend is such a terrible uh, way of life. And um, because we live in seasons and different seasons call for different people to be able to carry some of the things that you may have and so be open um number two sometimes friendships end not because they're bad people not because something bad happened it just does and it's okay if your path diverge i believe that there are times where you can push through and work things and try to really be intentional to have those friendships but there are times when they just kind of die and something new may grow instead um i have also learned that adult friendships require intentionality to be sustained and maintained all of us are busy but you have to be intentional to maintain your friendships Three things that I've learned as a woman is that independence is beautiful and I was created to be a dependent being. And so the two things can coexist. 
Number two, I've learned as a woman that no is a complete sentence. Sometimes it may be hard and we feel like we need to have an explanation, but no is a complete sentence. Number three, I have learned that I am allowed to change my mind. Um, there is a saying in French that says, um, il n'y a que les imbéciles qui ne changent pas d'avis. In, in a way, it's saying there's only, only the imbeciles don't change their opinion. And I think that as you grow and have new facts, new ideas, new perspective, um, you are allowed to change your mind. Three things that I have learned as an educator, your lesson plans aren't always the priority. You can have a banging lesson that you have about, I don't know, triangles and who knows what, algebra. But sometimes an emotional check-in with your students may just be what changes your entire learning environment for the better. Number two, whatever you start on day one, do your very best to maintain it. The atmosphere that you set, the rules, the disciplines, try your very best to stay to, true to those things because it will become very much apparent as the year progress what your students have learned um, that is okay within or what the culture of your classroom is. And if you are consistent you have the ability to have longevity. It doesn't mean that they're not going to try you. It doesn't mean that some days are not going to be rough. But when that culture is ingrained in them from day one, you have a um, better chance of being successful. Number three, while you are the authority figure and voice in the classroom, listen more. I've learned that it takes everyone to be able to educate children. Even the custodians in the building are important. I've seen some custodians have way more influence on students than a teacher or an administrator could have. So don't ever underestimate another adult in the building. Three things that I've learned as a wife so far. Um, I am equal in personhood to my husband but I am not equal in roles and our roles look so different. Um, number two, marriage works when you work at it. There is never a time where you need to be on autopilot. Every single day I wake up making the choice to love my husband, to serve him, and to be the best wife that God has called me to be. Number three, um, as a wife, you have the ability to set the aroma in your home. And oftentimes, marriage causes you to die to yourself. And we want other people to do this and do that. But there is a level of responsibility that comes from you as the wife, from being the manager of your home, to set the aroma in your home. Three things that I've learned as a mother um, is that, you know, our hearts are inclined to be selfish, but it's amazing to see how that selfishness can be diminished as you serve your children. Number two, you don't have to be superwoman as a mother. I mean, sometimes people glorify that, but delegating is totally a thing and it is okay to delegate so that you don't go crazy. 
Number three, um, organization helps to have less chaos. If you are a person who is a mother with children, obviously like they're living with you maybe, or maybe you're getting them on the weekend. I don't know what that looks like. Even if your children are adults, there needs to be a level of organization in your life in order to diminish or decrease the chaos that happens. Because trust me, children can be chaotic. Three things that I have learned as an author is that your first work will probably be trash unless you have all the greatest editors and who knows what, right? All the connections. Some people are just amazing. Um, But for the majority, like your first work is probably going to be imperfect. Um, But that should not stop you from writing. Um, And so number two is write daily. I wish as I was publishing my work or my book that I had taken the time to write every day. I started doing it later on and it paid off, but writing daily is important. Number three, uh, push past your insecurities and publish anyways. Just publish anyways. There's going to be critics out there. You're probably going to criticize your own self. But publish anyway. There is a level of freedom to be able to let your work be out and um, really work through the healing of um, not feeling rejected, right? If your work does not do well. Three things that I've learned as an athlete is that progress is not built overnight, but progress is better than perfection. Number two, abs don't happen without working out the other parts of your body. It's literally a process. You can do exercise to focus on your abdominal area, but it is a complex, all-encompassing body uh, type of workout that will help you. And of course, your diet, you know, that's going to help you to be able to see those results. Um, number three, find something that you love that keeps you active and do it regularly. And it's okay if that looks different. Some people love to hike. Some people love to ride their bikes. Some people love to run on the treadmill um, or walk, whatever it is, depending on what your ability, you know, physical abilities are. Find something that gets your heart pumping and do it. Lastly, the three things that I have learned as a Christian is that you can love Jesus and still be immature spiritually. That is always interesting to me, right? Because it is a sanctification process. And just like anything in life, you grow in it. Um, number two, people within the faith who quote unquote love Christ, they love the freedom that Christ offers but not the disciplines that come along with living out the faith. And so there is, you know, the Bible says that faith without work is dead. There is a level of work and discipline that goes into making sure you have the intimacy um, with Christ. And so it's, it's amazing to have the freedom in Christ, but it's also important to make sure that you work out your salvation. And number three and final thing that I've learned as a Christian is that the attributes and character of God are not swayed by us. 
He is forever the creator and we will forever be the creature. And I am so thankful that he has allowed me to see 30 years. And I'm sure I'm going to look back on this podcast one day wherever I am. Maybe another 30 years from now and be like, man, I thought I knew something and I do not know anything. But I pray and hope that there is something that was said in today's podcast that has encouraged you, that was your, um, you know, healthy moment of inspiration and or as I like to say, healthy dose of inspiration. This is probably going to be the longest podcast that I will ever have. Well, I don't know. I can't say that because I don't know the future, but I typically like to stay under 10 minutes. And so I thank you. I guess this was probably one of my own birthday gifts to myself, the ability to be able to do a podcast that was longer than 10 minutes. Um, But I hope that something was shared that you can kind of take with you and apply it in your own life, however you are. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share with your circle of influence. I would love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. Leave me a message and let's link arms while walking whole. Until next time, I'm rooting for you.